Hi guys and welcome to my first ever podcast of My Mind and Me, where I'll be talking about the different mental health conditions, disorders and distresses to help combat the stigma and stereotypes that surround them. And I will probably be changing the name because I overestimated myself and thought that I'd come up with like a clever name and that has alliteration and cool English words that I don't know. But no, I came up with my mind in me, so <laughs> expect that to change, hopefully, probably never actually. But anyway, I decided to do a podcast, well no, I decided to do an animation at first, bought an animation program, bought a yearly subscription that I have to pay monthly, <laughs> and if I want to get out of it I have to pay the whole year or something. But then I realised that I knew nothing about animation. I looked at that program and thought, oh my god, I have been so naive to think that I could create a cartoon, even a simple one. So I am so sorry for the people out there who create animations. I have such huge respect for you and I was so naive to think that I was just going to pick it up or I could watch a few YouTube videos and be like, yeah, create animations now. Anyway, um... (laughs) The next idea was to make a video, but that requires me to be somewhat comfortable in front of a camera. And that is just not true, so a podcast it is. So here I am, my lovely voice with this um, cheap microphone. (laughs) Anyway, for my first podcast, I want to talk about OCD. It interests me a lot mainly because I have OCD, so I'm a little bit biased, but also because it's a very interesting disorder, the way it's portrayed in television and movies, because really you only get to see the compulsion side of it and not see the obsessions behind it and and what can really go on in, in people's minds. And I understand that a lot has developed in our understanding but so much is happening in OCD and it manifests in so many different ways and I just don't think it gets portrayed like that very well in films and TV programs. I mean, you can go on YouTube and there's some great people who are very open about it and share their experiences and they are great learning tools and everything to really understand. But yeah, let's listen to this if you want to. Such self-confidence going on here. Self-esteem. Yeah. But first, I would like to make a disclaimer and a warning. I am not a mental health professional. I am not registered with an organisation or have the qualifications or legal right to offer professional advice. I can't diagnose mental health, I cannot counsel or offer professional support. This podcast is purely educational and based on my experience or what I have found out through researching about a topic, either online or asking other people. My hope is to help people understand mental health a bit more because I believe the more we understand, the more we reduce stigma and stereotypes. I would also lose my ability to speak there, I was doing so well. I would also like to mention that this is not a tool to self-diagnose, 
please don't listen to this and think, oh my god, I've definitely, definitely got OCD. If you do feel like you relate to anything within this podcast, please seek someone basically more professional than me. Yeah, you know, speak to your doctor, speak to a mental health professional who can guide you in the right direction and give you the support that you deserve. Um, and also if you feel in any way distressed, whether relating to OCD or anything else, or feel as though something is not quite right, please, please talk to somebody, a friend, family member, your doctor, or reach out to the many wonderful charities surrounding mental health. Also a warning, I will be talking about OCD and themes surrounding it, including harm, which can be to yourself or to others, abuse, including sexual abuse, and sometimes talking about obsessions and compulsions can trigger existing ones or bring about new ones. So please, please take care of yourselves if you are prepared to listen and just make sure that you are good. Please make sure that you are good. I would hate for anybody to have a terrible experience after listening to this podcast. Thank you. Righty-ho then guys, let's get started on OCD. Does anyone actually say righty-ho anymore? I feel like I use that word so much for someone who hardly hears anyone else say it. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. It's what it says on the tin. It's comprised of obsessions and compulsions. So there, I'm done. I finished. Podcast. Yay. First one done. No. Um, like with any definition, if I could speak, like with any definition, in reality, it does not cover everything. It doesn't give enough information for you to fully understand what it is you know there's so many things that come into play with each of these components that's not really addressed unless you kind of troll the internet and you know find information in in different areas and kind of collect them together or or you know you watch a lot of youtube videos guilty and and kind of start to understand where different areas seep in and obviously I don't encourage you just to um, self-diagnose through the internet but I must admit that I find it really helpful to read information on OCD and, and read other people about other people's experiences of it because it helped me make sense of my own So if we look at obsessions at first, I do think it's best to start with explaining what intrusive thoughts are. So everybody has loads and loads of thoughts throughout the day. You know, um, this is unconscious, It's, it's not something that we always know that we're doing, which is, I know it's kind of creepy, but it's it's normal we all have thoughts going through our head and sometimes you know really weird thoughts kind of pop up into our consciousness and really make us go wow why why did i just think that 
and these are intrusive thoughts these are thoughts that we don't consciously choose to think about and they yeah they basically make us go did i put something on my weetabix this morning that i shouldn't have <laughs> so yeah they are these thoughts that that we don't consciously choose and the thoughts that do tend to stand out are the ones that go against our moral values and the ones that are based on things or people we care about so uh, you know no doubt you have had a thought before where you've seen a random person you're just like oh you know i wonder what it's like to punch them or something like that and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're an aggressive person or that you are going to punch them it's just this random thought that popped into your head and a lot of people can shrug this off a lot of people are like oh yeah random thought weird thought but then go about their day as happy as larry and larry i am so jealous of you really am because people with ocd tend to question these thoughts they tend to question what it means about them or they consciously try and block these thoughts out and the loving loving brain and mind that we dear so much what they do is when we try and question these thoughts away or we try and block them out they tend to stick more because when we consciously try not think about something we end up inadvertently thinking about it it's like for example if i say don't think about an elephant don't 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 think about an elephant at all you're gonna probably think about an elephant because you're consciously trying not to think about an elephant and i just realized i said elephant so many times in that sentence but I hope, <laughs> I hope that explains it. When you consciously try and, and not think about something, you're more likely to think about it. And what other people do is they just let the thought happen and, you know, it just goes away on its own. But that's very hard because sometimes these thoughts can be very, very distressing and very worrying and when someone has OCD and they have these intrusive thoughts they can become obsessions and an obsession is this repetitive thought or image or belief in our mind that causes anxiety and distress it can bring up emotions like guilt and shame and basically all these negative emotions so for an example you know, someone can have an intrusive thought about uh, someone hurting their family, or the family being hurt, or someone they care about being hurt. And that is a very difficult image to have in your head. And so you probably are going to try and block it out. You probably are trying to, you know, move it away, or you might even question it, like, why am I having this thought? But unfortunately, that helps it to stick. The more you try and not think about it, it's the more it sticks and the more that it does become repetitive in your mind over and over and over again. And when I talk about blocking out and when I talk about 
you know, trying to do these things to remove the image in your head, that is where compulsions do come in, because compulsions can be mental or physical. So a compulsion is something that we do that temporarily reduces the anxiety caused by the obsession. So, um, yeah, as I say, it, it can be mental, it can be that trying to put a blank screen in your head, it can be singing a song in your head to block that image, it can be, you know, trying to think of something else, it can be all those things, and then you've got the physical aspect of it, so you might try and distract yourself, you might do checking behaviours to see if um, your family are safe, if they're okay, you, you know, you could check the back door to see if it's locked, all these things that you can do just to reduce that anxiety. And if you look online and you search OCD, you probably will see the diagram of the OCD cycle, where at the top you have an obsession, your anxiety raises, you do your compulsion, and then anxiety, can't speak again, and then anxiety temporarily reduces. But then you have the obsession again, because it's, it's only a temporarily temporary, that's a hard word to say guys, temporary relief. And I will get into this cycle a bit more because I think there is more to that cycle. Yeah, so I th I'm, I'm reading a script guys, so I'm getting lost. So they, they, they only temporarily reduce the anxiety caused by the image, but that image will likely come back and you will do your compulsion again and then that cycle starts again and this is where it can really impact your life because a lot of your time you are spending doing your compulsion just to reduce that anxiety and you know it can it can take up hours of a day in in severe OCD it can you know it can impact your work life it can impact your relationships it can make you irritable because you know you're feeling this anxiety and you really need to need to do these compulsions and, and you know people are trying to speak to you and you're like no I need to do this I need to do this and it can really really impact your life and and I don't think that is really recognized a lot I think it is seen as something that's that's not as serious in a way and of course obsessions don't have to be about you know images of of someone you care about coming to harm you know they can be of anything you know i think they usually latch on to things that you truly care about or something that truly distresses you and of course they can be about you doing something you know you do causing harm to someone else and this can be of a sexual nature it can be incestuous it could be you stabbing somebody and this can be incredibly distressing because obviously you're going to start questioning like does this mean something about me? Does this, you know, mean I am gonna hurt somebody? Or am I a bad person for thinking like this? And you know, and then you start doing compulsions, like getting rid of knives in the house, 
you know, you have an obsession and then you're like, oh, I need to move away from people. And you might do mental compulsions, like think of songs in your head or try and blank it out. And so, yeah, they can, they can be really, really distressing to you. touch upon the common betrayal of OCD which is the washing hands being tidy being organized because I feel we are so much trying to say that it's not just that that we kind of neglect that as well and they really affect people and I mean it's been a very tough year it's, it's had coronavirus which for someone who compulsively cleans it's must it must have been so hard i can't imagine i don't have this type of ocd but i can't i i just think it must have been so tough especially this past year and obviously i can't speak from experience but obsessions could be you know you becoming ill you dying you contracting a serious disease or even passing on a disease to someone else you know someone you care about and so compulsions might be to wash hands and not touch anybody else avoid people avoid things you believe viruses viruses could be on and cleaning a lot changing clothes and also these obsessions they don't actually have to be about being you know micro microbial like i don't even know the word you know it's not about viruses and, and germs it can be contamination in a spiritual aspect and evil contamination so cleaning compulsions might also surround so, so why can i not speak might also surround being spiritually clean about these um, obsessions and these I just ran, I just ran up the stairs you know I, I had to go down to feed my cat and I'm out of breath how bad is that anyway I'll just I'll just catch my breath a minute <laughs> I'm sorry right that took me a good minute <laughs> anyway um, yeah so when I've, I've talked about these obsessions and these compulsions I've kind of made them sound like the compulsions are I don't want to say logical because OCD is a very illogical disorder you know people know that what they're doing is illogical but it has such a hold of you that you just got it it's like what if what if always and doubts in your mind but what I'm trying to say is that the compulsions link with the obsessions you know like if you don't want to if you obsess with a fire start and you check your cooker, which it is compulsive to do so and everything, but you know, your cooker can start a fire. You know, it's it's unlikely but it, it can. Whereas other compulsions don't necessarily have to link in with the obsession. 
and it doesn't make sense why doing that compulsion would prevent the obsession or reduce that anxiety. And this is called magical thinking and it's part of OCD and it's where we believe that our actions or thoughts have an impact or an ability to prevent something happening when really they have no causal link or bearing on an event. So this is where people... Jeez, I am still out of breath. I, I took a good minute there and I'm still... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is where people usually have like certain times they have to do something in special numbers, they have to pray or something bad will happen, labels have to face the same way, rituals they have to do before driving or they might have a crash. You know, it's stuff that they have to do to reduce anxiety, otherwise something bad is going to happen. So I'll I'll use myself as an example this time. A part of my OCD is me fearing or obsessing over me causing a fire. I know I said this before, so it's not really a cool new, new obsession that I'm talking about here. And basically someone being hurt in that fire. Um, So my compulsion is to check the oven switches, but I have to check each one three times. If I don't check three times, then I start to fear that a fire might start. Or another one is I have to shake the door handle three times. So yeah, I do like the number three guys, which, you know, compared to some people with with OCD, three is a good number because it's quite low. You know, people can have like really high numbers, you know, they can't leave till it feels right and that could be like 50 times, 100 times. So I'm quite lucky to have the number three. Uh, I click my fingers a number of times, you know, every now and again, or when I see a magpie, I I have to do it or something bad is going to happen. And, you know, other people might tap the car door a certain number of times, otherwise they're going to run over someone. And, yeah, so, again, they can be anything. They don't have to link in. They can be about special rituals, you know, turning, tapping, clicking light switches on and off so many times when you enter a room. You know, I have to unplug, unplug, um, plugs, <laughs> unplug plugs, and, and switch off, then I'll have to check that three times. So it's not just the, you know, the link and the kind of, oh, let's see where you're coming from when you do that, you know, it's still compulsive and it's still obsessive, but there's other compulsions that have no link whatsoever. And, you know, some people know it's illogical, they know, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I have to do it. And then there's other people that truly, truly believe, and and so you do get that range in OCD. And um, compulsions as well, they, they tend to need to be done immediately. So there's an urgency to them, you can't wait. You know, I can't, I can't, I do, I do lectures and I can't sit through a lecture and be like, Oh yeah, you know, that that compulsion can wait till after I've finished listening. No, I, I wish it would, but um, no, I have to do it urgently, I have to do it now. 
and a lot of my compulsions are done in my head so it's it, I zone out and it's very distracting and um, it's very hard to concentrate very well it can make you did I say this before it can make you irritated by others especially if you are getting anxious over an obsession and trying to do your compulsion and someone is trying to speak to you I think I said that before but I mixed I mixed my script up a bit oh dear but yeah it, it that's why it can have such a hold over your life because it's not just that you have to do them it's that you have to do them now and um a lot of uhs and ums in there, don't I? I need to work on that. Another, as I've said multiple times, obsessions can be just about anything, compulsions can be whatever your mind makes up, <laughs> you know, and, and and mine will just make up on the spot, like just going about my day and then whoop, got a compulsion because I will start to obsess over something that I see and and I'm questioning it like oh and then it's like no you need to do this. I think one time I got obsessed. I was obsessing over this plastic bag in the street. You know I the obsession was, I wasn't like obsessed with a plastic bag, what my obsession was that, oh my god, what if that plastic bag hit someone's wind, windscreen, windscreen and causes an accident and, and I just kept thinking and thinking and thinking about this and then I had to go back and I had to check where the plastic bag was, I had to check that that wasn't there wasn't an accident. I had to check. Well, actually, I ended up on the plastic, picking up the plastic bag in the end. But yeah, I, I had to go back. It took me back to when I first saw this plastic bag. <laughs> you know, I couldn't think about anything else. And other times, you know, I've, I've sang Peter Rabbit in my head as one of my compulsions, and that's not even the strangest. So, they, they, you know, don't think that OCD is just about compulsions to do with cleaning, organising or tapping, you know, they, you, they, your mind comes up with some, some obscure and out there compulsions and obsessions and I think the biggest thing, oh, Sorry about that, I'm ringing. I don't even know where I'm ringing from. One of the biggest characteristics, I think, across anxiety is the reassurance aspect of it. It's a really big one, and it's really big in OCD. Because our obsessions make us doubt who we are, it can make us feel like a bad person. So we do need to seek that reassurance from someone, or we need to seek reassurance reassurance that someone is okay reassurance that we haven't hurt anybody yeah. and my cat has joined us guys if you heard that little yeah, yeah. 
I've been speaking for a long time already and if you hear that little in the background that's my cat scratching herself she made a little sound before but I'm not done unfortunately well no no you can blame OCD for that because it wanted to take on a whole range of jobs so yeah OCD can make you doubt your memory a memory that happened five seconds ago two memories based years and years ago it is definitely a what if feeling that you always get and that's because obsessions cause so much anxiety we need to be absolutely sure 100 percent that that thought is true or not going to become true so if your obsessions surround you harming someone you know you could pass someone in the street and then think oh my god did i just hit that person and like you because you can't remember because you're not storing every single minute of your life every single second of your life into your long-term memory you know you, you question it and your compulsions come through you know you might look back and check to see if that person is rubbing their arm where you might have hit them you might recreate the scene and go back to where you were when you passed this person waiting for someone else to pass and then see if you walking that same scene i'm i'm sorry i know i giggled but that's because i've, I've done this and it's i i find it so strange to i'm sorry i'm pausing but i find it so strange to say it out loud because i realize what i do in the moment it makes sense to do this but when you say it out loud it's kind of like yeah why why did i do that but yeah you you can recreate the scene and, and see if it jogs your memory or if you're like me and a psychology graduate who learned memory tactics and interview tactics you might think like oh what was i smelling when i passed that person what was the weather like when i passed that person just to see if it jogs your memory and unfortunately the truth is you can't rewind and watch a replay of yourself in that moment no matter how hard you try and as well our memories are not objective we add our anxieties and insecurities and fears when we look back and so when we do have these gaps in our memories which we do we can't remember 100 percent everything or when we can't fully remember something our mind can add in false information that are based on our anxieties and our insecurities and the more we picture in our mind like hitting that person the more real it starts to feel you know because you're not remembering hitting that person you're probably remembering about the thought you had about hitting that person does that make sense you know you you know you have a memory of hitting that person or you create that image in your mind because you're worried that's that's what you do and when you keep and keep on doing that in the future when you think about that memory you're not thinking about the actual event that happened you're thinking about that image that you had in your head and it starts to feel like it did happen i'm sorry i'm not very good at explaining things so people with OCD can experience what are called false memories 
and that's because of doubts, because of this uncertainty. And instead of saying, oh, I can't remember, so it probably didn't happen, it's, I can't remember, that makes me anxious, I need to check, or I need to do this to counteract something, etc. And um, in my case, I will, you know, I will say, I can't remember if I did this, so I'm going to say that I did this, just in case, you know, just so I can prepare, so I can be sorry. It's very, it is very difficult to explain, because there's so many caveats, is that a word? There's so many ways OCD comes into your life, it's not very easy to, you know, make a general sweeping statement about what OCD is, and that's why I'm doing this podcast, really. And uh, for me, it does affect a lot of different parts of my life, you know, I hate driving, I still drive, but I hate it because if I feel a bump or if someone crosses a road behind my car, my mind just says, oh my god, did I just hit someone? Or have I hit an animal? And because I can't 100% full HD cinematic replay like a film the last 10 seconds of me driving, I start to obsess over the idea that I've just hurt someone. And my compulsion after that is to drive around the block and check to see if someone is there, to check to see if an ambulance has come, I will check to see my cars for bumps and scratches. So, you, you know, you get the picture, you get the idea of, of just how much it can affect your memory and make you doubt. guys still a little bit more to say but I promise you we're, we're getting there we're getting there and uh, remember earlier when I talked about the OCD cycle you know the obsession reduce anxiety um, no obsession increase anxiety compulsion reduce anxiety obsession again I think these memory doubts kind of play a part in recreating that cycle as well it's not just the memory doubts and the how it affects your memory you know there's other ways this cycle happens but for for this example you know you have an obsession you do your compulsion it temporarily relieves the anxiety but then you might forget whether you really did your compulsion you know you doubt whether you did your compulsion or you did it right the first time you know if if you have checking behaviors you might be like, well, did I check it properly? Did I really check it? You know, if you clicked, you're like, oh, oh, did I click the right amount of times? And I say this because I don't like the number six. I have a thing about the number six, but I like the number three. And I don't mind the number nine, but anything to do with six, I don't like. And uh, when I do shake the door handle, I shake it three times and then if I go out and then I'm like mm, did I check the door handle I will go back and I'll do another three times but because I might have done it the first time 
you know, I might say, well, if I did it the first time, that means I've done it six times. So I had to do it again. So that meant, well, if I've done it the first time, that means I've done it nine times. But if I didn't do it the first time, that means I've only done it six times. And I don't like the number six. So I had to keep doing it. And I did it up to where it got to 30 and 27. You know, if I didn't do it the first time, I've done it 27 times. If I did it the first time, I've done it 30 times. And I know 30 is a multiple of six. Uh, yeah, six goes into 30. But I see it more as a three times 10 kind of thing, you know? weird how we relate to numbers isn't it but yeah I, I had to do that because of that that doubt in my mind whether I'd done it the first time and again if you check the cooker you know you check it and then you have some relief then you don't oh did I really check it did I look properly and so you start to obsess again and have to check again and not only have you got the cycle but compulsions can grow, they can change, can get more disruptive to your daily life. You know, I see compulsions as kind of like a drug. You know, becoming addictive is a result of you becoming increasingly tolerant of a certain dose. So you feel euphoric, but then your body gets used to it, so you need a higher dose to feel that level of euphoria. Euphoria? Yeah, euphoria. With compulsions, a compulsion might reduce your anxiety, but OCD being your best friend and all, always finds a way or finds a different angle to play with what you care about dearly. And when that happens, your compulsion might not be enough to reduce your anxiety anymore. So, you know, it kicks it up a notch and you end up, it ends up becoming more disruptive to your life and more distressing for you. Now, we are nearly there, I promise. I know I've been speaking for a long time and I know this is a podcast so you can pause it and stop it or not listen to it at all. But I really wanted to say this because this is one of the questions I had when I first had OCD because I had multiple compulsions, can I speak? I had multiple compulsions and I had multiple obsessions and I was like, is is that right? Is that normal in OCD? One thing I learned is that, you know, OCD exhibits in so many different ways, you know, you can't say what is standard OCD and what is not. So, but yeah, you can have multiple compulsions, you know, they can pop up randomly in the day they can stick, they can just be, you know, I've had ones that are just one-off occasions, and then I had, I've had some that I've had since the beginning, and I've had some that I've got worse, and as well with obsessions, you can have multiple obsessions, you know, my obsessions cover a certain theme, but I don't know, there might be people who have OCD out there that have multiple obsessions that are completely different. So yeah, you can have many. It is also common to have more than one anxiety disorder. So I have OCD and generalized anxiety disorder and they do play into each other a lot. Now, as I said before, there are many obsessions and compulsions. 
and one I really do want to talk about, I won't talk about it now because it's a big one, is real event OCD. You know, I, w- I will make a separate podcast for that because I feel like all this information on its own is a lot. I just, I just hope it makes sense. But yeah, real event OCD, it's kind of, um, it's you obsessing over things that you have done, usually things that you've, you know, your mistakes or bad decisions and bad choices that you've made in the past that are real, you know, they're not false memories, although false memories do play into it, but I'll get into that. I, I'm babbling up. But yeah, right, they're they focus on stuff that have happened and you obsess over them and obsess over them but yeah I just hope all this makes sense guys I do and I realise that OCD is used a lot to describe to describe you know someone who is always cleaning or organising but believe me I'm not the tidiest person at all and of course, people do have cleaning and organising compulsions and they are just as bad and I do not want to neglect them in any way just to prove a point. But the worry is that OCD has been used in a way to, to describe people with certain characteristics that its true definition and understanding has been overlooked. And I didn't know I had OCD for six months before I reala- realised because I didn't know it could manifest the way it did. You know, I didn't know that compulsions could be mental. I didn't know that obsessions could be anything other than something bad happening to your family. So it was a scary time. And if someone who is experiencing OCD symptoms, but believes they can't have OCD because they don't organize or clean or have specific rituals, then they could miss out on receiving the help that they deserve and should get. Also, obsessions can be embarrassing and shameful and you might fear people will see you as some kind of criminal or bad person. And I hope that if someone listening has someone disclose to them their thoughts, that they will be understanding and not draw conclusions about that person. And that is the aim of this. And obviously, I am not perfect. I have made judgments and been ignorant. And I think making this podcast also reminds me to be understanding and more aware of how different mental disorders, mental distresses manifest. So before I go, I would just like to say that if you feel like you are in immediate danger to yourself or to others, please call the emergency services for your country, so call 999 if you're in the UK. And that is both for physical and mental emergencies, you know, it doesn't have to be a physical condition, you can, if it's a real emergency, if you feel like you're in danger danger to yourself or to others, you can call 999 or wherever country you're from, your emergency services. If I can put a description, I'm I'm actually unsure, I don't know whether I can, I've never done a podcast. I will leave some organisation phone lines and websites. Please, please use them if you are experiencing any form of distress. And please speak to someone, like a doctor, a mental health professional, a friend, someone that you feel you can talk to. Just 
just in case I can't put anything in a description. I don't, I don't even know if there's a description box. But if you're in the UK, you, know, you can call Samaritans. They have a free 24 hour helpline on 116123. And that's if you're feeling in distress or despair. They also have a website, www.samaritans.org.uk. There are other charities like SANE, S-A-N-E. You have Rethink Mental Illness, OCD UK, OCD Action, No Panic, Mind, Mental Health Foundation, Men's Health Forum, Calm. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the NHS website. You know, if you go on the NHS website, they will have mental health charities and they have their phone numbers and their websites. If you're outside the UK, please, you know, search for charities if you need to speak to someone, if you feel like you need to speak to someone. If it is an emergency, please contact your emergency services number. Thank you guys. Please, you know, don't feel like there is no one out there that you can speak to. I wish you all the best. I hope it has informed you about OCD and I hope I haven't babbled too long or been incoherent. I probably have been and I apologise. It's not the best podcast but I, I think it's it's therapeutic for myself to be honest. This is a very selfish reason I'm doing this but yeah please be happy, be safe and let's try and reduce this stigma surrounding mental health. Thanks guys.